Hi, I'm your host, Calvin Smith, CEO of Hire Llama, a recruitment platform and marketplace building product engineering teams for remote opportunities in Latin America with companies in the United States. Today, we have Leslie Short, the founder of The Cavo Group a firm working with organizations and companies to build their Diversity and Inclusion Foundation. We will be discussing what diversity and inclusion means in the workplace and how companies should be thinking of it now and in the future. How's everything going with you today? Oh, it's been on fire. I mean, it's, it's good. I have no complaints, but it is definitely um, a very different time and very different conversations. <laughs> right? It's... I think it, it, it's funny you bring this up, and it's funny how DNI has always been a topic, but it's always been on the back burner, right? Or maybe it wasn't the first thing on people's minds, but now it's for it good, wasn't... for better, or for worse, it's on everybody's top of mind now. Listen, uh, before this, before George Floyd, let's just call it what it is. Yep. Um, what's that? Um, over a month now, five, six weeks. Yeah. Companies were secretly dismantling their DNI departments mm -hmm. and shifting people to belonging and all these other things and getting rid of people. And then the murder of George Floyd happened. And all of a sudden, everyone needs diversity and inclusion. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden. Black folks, all of a sudden, we're here. People of color, oh, oh, oh look, they're here too. Um, My hands up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, um, you know, everyone looks, says to me, why is this different? And I go, you tell me why it's different. <laughs> We've been saying the same exact thing for how long now? <laughs> so. It's so, I mean, it, it, the DNI factor is, is like felt very trendy and felt very like, hey, this is what we should think about. It's cute, it's nice, and yeah, let's do this. But like, even from the venture perspective, I was like, yeah, I'd like to try to do this. Oh, don't talk about it. We have to talk about numbers. Right. How much money is this gonna make us? And it's like, post, it's like, okay, yes, it will make some, it doesn't, it's good that it will make money, but also this, it brought to the front of mind for people that this is an issue and we need to start talking about it and we need to actually implement it. So that's, that's the key word is implication because people th thought about it when they had to either get funding or we mm -hmm. get additional funding for having diversity and inclusion or, mm -hmm. and I want to break those words down so we're really clear, or they thought about it in regards to the law and having to have those check boxes. Sure. So there let's get was, yeah. always a huge thought process of how you make someone feel inclusive yes because inviting someone in and saying oh you belong you belong to a group that doesn't give you the feeling of being included within that group so i have an issue with that word belonging yeah it's like all right here uh we need to have you here let's uh you're you you fill up the quota there you go you're you're part of the group now right Nah, number one, diversity. Let's, let's take a step back. What does that mean to people? Because well, for years, it meant gender and race. And mm -hmm. then LGBTQ++ slid into that line. Mm -hmm. Disabilities slid into the line. And then they like to shove veterans underneath that line. I don't think veterans should have their own 
world. I don't know why any of us need to have our own world. We should be hired on our talent, period. Yeah, and I think it's, well, it's, it's also talent and background. I think talent gets so confused, especially in this world where the best talent doesn't necessarily mean the best fit for a company because product diversity is different backgrounds and that provides a more, it provides a better product in the end. There's so many stories of you can silo out, like let's take software developers, right? You can take the mm-hmm. best software developer, but they, they can only work by themselves. Well, how does that person work with a group? Well, great, you hired the best talent, but now your product is not working because he, want, he or she wants to do what they want to do, but now they're not working with the rest of the group or they have a very specific background on how they became a developer and whereas someone else had a very different background and that provides a different product mindset well that goes back to being inclusive understanding your company culture and if you want someone with that particular talent how are they going to work within you have to take those steps to to figure that out or they are not the best fit and that's where it's confusing but i'm saying can we look at talent and ability as an entryway before we say they're not a right company fit can they just get to the door we don't even allow the talent to get to the door if you don't come from the right school if your resume doesn't have the right name attached to it it's buzzed off before you even get to have a conversation with anyone so it's crazy can we get to the door i know we're trying to get to the table and get to a check but can we get to the door (laughs) how are you yeah how are what are you seeing? I mean, I, you have a, you see it much more frequently than I do. So I'm just going to divert to you. Uh, and how are you even getting people to the door? Right? Yeah. How are you even getting people to the door? Well, that's the big conversation now, as I have with uh, human resource departments and companies, that for some, they are being tasked to find diverse talent. For others, they're being told they do not want diverse talent and don't send it to them. Really? And- Yo, please, of course. Um, (laughs) What is that conversation like? It's very clear. We have a company culture that we want to to stay intact. This is what we're looking for. So, but this is the same conversation that it looks like the same conversation they were having four weeks ago, six weeks ago, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand, that's why I said, we have to start breaking this down to one who's doing the hiring, do they feel that they have the power when a client comes to them and say, I'm going to present to you the best people that I think can do this job for you? When the client has said, that's not really what I'm looking for for my company culture, uh, where do they weigh that balance? They, they, as in human resource companies, also have to um, throw their fishing net out to a wider audience. And they can start by, it's very easy to say, start by people you know, but if the people you know look like you and talk like you and walk with you, walk like <laughs> even those you socialize with, then you have to really do your homework. You know, and oh or consult and or partner with, there are agencies of color out there. Mm-hmm. Huh, so how do you convince a company that's like, I don't, I like, diverse talent, whatever is not even on my mindset. I'm just like, I need the best talent. And, but now you're saying, Hey, 
try and reach like work with the town that you're thinking about is looks like you right this the town let's look at your team okay you say you have a diverse team okay you have a couple of women congratulations you have women on your staff that's fantastic well but, you have to well, let's stop for one second you have yeah. to remember white women is the face of diversity right and so in their minds check we're good we're done mm-hmm don't need anything else so when you use the word convince you're never going to convince anyone and do you want to put someone else in that position of having them forced upon someone in an environment that is not prepared that's not fair to that's that's a no-win situation on both sides so you can have the conversation but it's clear i have turned down things in this in this time frame to say that this is not right for me because mm. you are not ready to do the work you just want to show that you found someone diverse to come in and speak unacceptable to me so they're just using you as a, a, a black face in the box where we checked off okay we have leslie here great all right we, we did our quota for the year well, yeah, it, it's like, okay, we, we have to have this conversation on race. Clearly, the majority of the people in the company are not prepared for that. And a few black folks that are in the company, it's not their responsibility to teach everyone everything else. So That's such a it's, huge burden. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but it's the burden that, that, that has been given to them. And not only that, some of them have showed up, or, well, they're not showing up anymore, but have opened up their email to say, hey, you're now in charge of the diversity and inclusion department, or you are now on this committee when they don't want to be on the committee. Yeah. And are being forced to add that onto a very long list sometimes of responsibilities they already have without compensation towards that and expect the issues just to go away. Well, that is part of the issue right there. So I'm just, yeah, it's <laughs> just because you have a, you're a person of color, you have a certain look on your face doesn't mean, and let's just bypass the, the fact that of qualifications to even talk about it, right? You just have your own experiences. Like, let's take you, for example, you actually have the experience, you have the knowledge, but if you go to just someone that works in the company, Hey, uh, you look like a certain way. Um, you're, you're in charge of this. And right. also, by the way, do your job between nine to five. And if you don't, you're fired. Exactly. And that's exactly what's happening. So you have people um, that are being pushed and shoved into these positions, some that are in the position that were never prepared to deal with a true race issue. How about a disabilities issue? How about LGBTQ plus plus outside of events? How about conflict coaching and leadership as to have the understanding what leadership, the conversations they need to have? for them that want to do well but are lost, how do you not convince them, educate them enough to stand strong in the midst of change? So that wasn't ever part of DNI's job. It should be DNI should be a C-suite. Mm -hmm. They should be sitting right next to the CEO and everyone else. They should be part of every meeting that happens. But that is not the case. Well, I, I think it's a very common concept. I don't, I don't remember what at what point in history, but until like an executive was in a wheelchair, they never even thought of handicapped parking near the front. Right. Right. How can you include any part of DNI as into the company protocol if they're not in the room? 
if it's like, all right, here are the executives talking. Okay, here, now we're going to have one of the executives talk to the DNI. And okay, that's like, it sounds like what's happening is the executives talk, the DNI is excluded, and then the DNI gets talked to maybe by an executive or maybe from the executive, someone that the executive talked to, and then you're playing telephone. Exactly. And so unless you have that person sitting in that room that can help guide those decisions, whether it's advertising, marketing, PR, product, brand, strategy, so that is the foundation of a company, that it will always be an add-on. It will always be an event. This can't be an event. This is not an add-on. This must be built into a foundation of a company. And it's okay to break and crack your foundation to, to lay new foundation. It happens every day when we do houses and buildings. You add on, you add across, you add up, but you add on. Mm -hmm. But you add on that is built strong within and not an add on that's sitting, hanging, dangling off the side. Wow. So what do you... I mean, I, I know you're talking to, and I'm going to just put on my, like, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm very small business. How do you talk to like people like, I, I mean, we're talking right now, fantastic. But a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small startups are just like, we need to build. How do you, where does the, where does that start for, okay, it's, yes, you do need to build, but think of this, like, where does that come into it? Or does it come in or like, I mean, I'm sure it comes in. I, 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 I'm just going to defer to you and right. so pose I, that question. <laughs> so I've done a, a lot of speaking with small business and small and those looking for venture capital. So those that are very small, those looking for their first or second round of capital. Okay. And, you know, for the venture capitalists, they're like, oh, it's not so important on the first round. But huh. as you begin to grow, they're really looking for it. I think it's important for everyone, regardless of what round you are at this point. Uh, but I think, again, you have to find the, the people that can work well with you. And where do you find those people? There's this amazing thing called Google. And there's an amazing <laughs> thing. You know, I mean, I, I, I say that every time I speak, um, because if you were to put in, for example, I don't know, Brooklyn, Black Tech Organization, yep. or people, you, companies and organizations and meetups are going to pop up. Yeah. So see who's start, who's leading that and have that conversation. See, it's called, it has to work. This is not going to be easy. You know, I spoke to a CEO the other day and I, I, you know, I frustrated him. So as he frustrated me, so because he wanted that one, he wanted me to give him that one line answer that was going to solve it all. And I said, speaking to me for an hour cannot fix for a hundred years of oppression. <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> nor is anyone else you're going to speak to. And then you're going to look and say, see, I told you it didn't work. What's mm. the process? Like everyone wants to get on with me and go, what's the process? The process, this is step one of the process is having a conversation. Every company is different. So a smaller company needs to go to the local, whatever tech store, ask, Hey, who do you work with? What's going on? You have to ask around. It's not as hard as it seems, but it will take work. That's interesting that you bring that up because as, as entrepreneurs, as startups, we always think, okay, we need a, there's a process to bring your product to market, right? You have to ask, you have to survey hundreds of different companies to see if your idea is the right idea. 
but you're not even surveying, you're not even questioning who is the right type of, who are the people that need to be in my industry or who are the people that need to be in my company? Who right. are the founders I need? It's often that when I, I, got, I got very fortunate, I was introduced and we, my business partner and I, Javier, we just clicked and I think we have very similar backgrounds. So we click very well, but it's always like, it's all about matchmaking in that sense, but it's not about, Hey, why don't you, like you said, go to Brooklyn black, black tech, go to uh, lot. I don't, I'm just going to make right. a name. Food, like, chefs, whatever it is. And then talk to the different uh, groups of people. It doesn't have to be just, hi, Calvin Smith is this type. And then he has to talk to these other type of people. No before even looking for a founder before looking for people like join just attend different groups mm-hmm. and just open your mindset because then because hiring people having founders everything in part of your company is so important to the makeup of how your company is successful but just think about it if you haven't done that then you don't even you can research all the product you want then you're only selling product to one segment mm-hmm. think about it now yeah. there is, we just, we just saw that happen. We just saw it. We saw it with Goya. He was yep. just like, listen, product is there, whatever. The respect for the entire industry from consumer base for which he sells to was, was lost. He said, that's not my concern. So when you're out looking, when, when I built the cover group, when I built other businesses, you know, mm-hmm. some people say, oh, you have a partner. I'm like, no, I don't have a partner. What I have is an amazing woman in Miami, Lynn, who when we were on the phone and I said, this is what I'm doing, she said, I want in. And here's how I can help. This is what I love to do with you. I love to do strategic. We had already done stuff at the UN together. And so it it was great. I have another friend, Tony, who does graphics and all of that. He was like, no, you need to do it. I'm in. I love what you're doing. I believe in your focus. I believe that if you're going to touch it, it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about what color they are, what mind do they have, what added value can I bring to them, and the added value that they bring to me, which is for the company. So when I sat down to figure this out, I went, who do I know, okay? Out of the who do I know, who do I think would be the best to be on the council? Who do I know that's living and breathing this? What do I want to make sure I have? Someone that's LGBT. Someone that's trans, black, white, Hispanic, Muslim. You know, I, I want to mix, and I, and I don't want only only traditional. I want people that are experiencing their life, mm-hmm. because they're going to have other education I'm not going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's how you that's how you should be building. Now, granted, when I know when you first start out, you're you're taking money from friends sometimes, mom, pot kettle. Anybody, you know, your hands on, you're just taking. (laughs) But within that same, as you're doing that outreach for money, do outreach. Hey, if you know anyone that codes, hey, if you know anyone that sews, hey, if you know anyone that cooks, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you're doing, somebody knows someone that can Mm -hmm. introduce you. As a new entrepreneur, whenever you're, you're starting out, having that wide, diverse set of just knowledge and group sets. Not just having, oh, I went to this school. I went, okay, this is the people I'm only going to talk to. No, there's, there's a lot more you can go out there and do. And if you really want to have a successful company, no, don't just study your product, but study who's going to be in your company. 
Right. It's who's in your company. It's your marketplace. Look, something so simple, Twitter and Instagram, go follow people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you put in certain things, just follow them, see what's happening. You have to study your market and then you have to say what makes me different within this marketplace. Because let's be honest, do you need another t-shirt? <laughs> Think about it. You know, when I, when, I, when I worked in fashion, they were like, we're not adding a third sleeve on a t-shirt. Like, this is not rocket science. <laughs> like, I mean, but what's going to make it different? With climate change, maybe we will need a third t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but no, please. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's it's important because as new companies get formed, if you st like, it's always education and and on and on and on. But as new companies get formed, and that is part of their DNA of their company at start. Think about, I guess, yes, not everyone's going to succeed, but that is how they all. That is their mentality. That is the shift in how they're always going to start thinking whenever they work for a company or as that company is able to grow their first hundred hires that is top of mind instead of call, like the best thing would be like, they don't need to call you at last second and be the first step. You are now, they've already done steps one through 30. You're just adding on to it or whatever. Cause they've, that's already part of their DNA. They're already, Hey, we started at day. We started at day one. This is what we're going to do. And now they Absolutely. have a hundred people hired. They don't have to go, okay, what do we have to do now? Cause that's what's happening. Right. What do we now have to do? knee-jerk reaction oh my god you have to do something and you have to remember some of these ceos are being pushed by their younger employees mm -hmm. so they did not really jump in and say let's do something the younger employees are leading the the way like unacceptable where's your statement where's all this where's all that but here's what i say to that that is great you're pushing but again it needs to be sustainable because a, a great deal of these statements that went out were empty statements. The black boxes were empty boxes. They had mm -hmm. zero idea why they were putting black box up. Juneteenth, they're so, now everybody <laughs> wanna celebrate Juneteenth? I didn't even celebrate Juneteenth, you know? <laughs> but with, <laughs> without context to it. So there's been like zero context. We're gonna do all the stuff. We're gonna promise, oh, we're going to open the pipeway for, for people of color. They won't even say the word black. <laughs> so, really what's that pipeline how are you opening it what's what's the reality of the action and if you are going to do all of the stuff outside have you really looked inside have you taken care of your black and brown folks inside of your company eh, most likely probably not no they're making them the head of dni right <laughs> they're just giving them more work shocking wow. <laughs> know everything but you do to not know need to be the right smartest people. one in the room but you do need to allow people to be smart, mm -hmm. right? Yes. yes. Listen, I am hopeful. In, in, in the midst of all this madness, in the midst of some of these calls I'm taking where I just kind of hit my head and it's like, I got to get up for five minutes. I got to <laughs> walk in a circle. Like, did I just really sit through that? Um, what, what does it look like for you? Yeah. You know, when what? I was working with companies writing statements, you know, there was two days I didn't eat. Um, because my goal was to assure that the statements that they put out, they would live to those commitments. And I am blessed to be working with those companies still. And I say blessed because they want to get it right. 
Um, and so from staffing structure to hiring structure to programming and projects and boardrooms, um, these are the conversations we're having uh -huh. um, and building towards change. And you know how great it is to get off a call with the CEO and go, here's three people. You should look at their LinkedIn profile or looked at this. Um, mm -hmm. They would be great additions um, mm -hmm. for this project, to lead this project, to you, know, you look at their stuff. Like one CEO would just call back and was like, oh my God, they're amazing. And he's like, and I'm, I'm ashamed that I don't know about them. He goes, I'm ashamed. They're not new in this industry. And so to see some people changing, that is great. For me, some days, yes, I, I just have to get up and walk in a circle, <laughs> you know? And, but for most days, I'm excited. I am speaking with companies from the world of construction to conveyor belts, to non-for-profits, to film, to TV, um, and everything else in between, to banking institutions. It's, and so the conversation has opened up. Okay. So I'm hopeful for that. Now we have to do the right thing. And like I said, for those that come to me and just want a, another black face or a black face in a box and say, oh, let's talk about diversity and inclusion, I don't have time for that. I what have time to do the work. What does someone need to do to actually get you on board? Like, okay, you want to do the work. It's like, okay, hey, Leslie, we, we need diversity and inclusion. And, okay. Like, <laughs> what does it look like to actually get convince you to come on board? It's a conversation. Uh -huh. And so in my midst of the conversation, I see and listen to where they're going, what they want to do, what the purpose of this is. Are they, are they addressing the issues that they have in hand? Why now did you decide diversity and inclusion needs to be important? I understand why the race conversation is important now, but why is everything else now? What was happening before? Because some people are actually ha having me come in and help and restructure the DNI committees mm. um, and, or help them build them. And so it's really about, I want to know what their vision is. Where is this going? And who, who has bought into this? So I'm speaking to the CEOs. You know, I've spoken with staff, and the next thing I know, they're like, we need you to speak to human resources, and we need you to speak to the CEO. And honestly, within two days, I'm, I'm, I'm on those calls. That means they're taking this seriously. But, if, but I said to the CEO, I said, you're know, looking for a magic carpet, and this is not it. So if you need that, you're probably going to want to find someone else. And, and what is their response to that? <laughs> I, they just kind of, you know, one woman was like, no, but wait, how much are you going to be? And I said, it's not even about how much I'm going to be at this moment. It's are you prepared to do the work with me? Because um, this is the work that needs to happen. Yeah. And so I share that with them. You know, most of the time I get the email, thank you for your honesty. Uh -huh. And uh, I either hear back or don't hear back, <laughs> you know, which is okay. Then it yeah. wasn't right for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I look at it. <laughs> I mean, having that in, that's, I just want to bring back to, I, I, I we lost over it, but I want to get into it deeper is because when you shared 
three people that you're like, Hey, you should hire this person or you should consider these people. And the response was, Oh my gosh, these people are talented. I don't know if that was the exact phrasing, but for me, it's like, it's, I guess, and I don't know, maybe you can expand on it more, but they're shocking that they were talented. They know that the talent was out that they never had to look. They were never challenged or pushed to look. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what made it, all right, was he took the, the blame on himself. Mm-hmm. This is my fault that I don't know, that I haven't looked outside of making things happen. Because I always say to Black folks and people of color, you need to stop assuming they were thinking about us. Mm. Nobody was thinking about us. Show up, do your job, keep it moving. So unless you were um, putting yourself in that position to be seen or had those had a certain level that you could do that or you, you were, have the voice that will carry you through, why is, why is anyone thinking about anyone getting a promotion or being included into the room that's, or being asked a question? And that is such a, that, that is, that's more than someone needs to do to get hired. I mean, yes, I mean, as a career coach, as part of something that I, I, I talk about, yes, you do need to do a lot of branding, you do need it in order to get the job. But in, on top of that, it's also like, you're, they're like, you're, you're pretty much what you're saying, uh, black people and people of color have to shout at the top of their lungs, hey, I exist. It is a different way to have to show that you exist. You know, you're always told you have to be, you always have to be prepared. You mm-hmm. don't have the luxury not to be prepared. When I did, when I, I don't know, you know, my background a bit, I was trained as a classical ballet dancer. I mm-hmm. remember at the age of seven playing around in class, one class, giggling. Mm-hmm. I was seven. And I remember my ballet teacher pulling me to the side and she said, your parents can afford to buy your way in. They will not though. <laughs> you are talented. You are much more talented than these other girls, but you don't have the luxury to play around. And that set the tone for the rest of my life. And that's. And then when I was doing PR for a living, I could go out and was in the entertainment world and everybody would be drinking and partying and this, that, and the other. And the white girls would be falling drunk off the table let me look like I was about to climb a table and I would never get another client again. So there are unwritten rules that of a line that you must present yourself with. Hmm. Well, now, I mean, think about the, 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 the crown act. We've had to now go and put a, an act on, on Congress so that black women can wear their natural hair to work. <laughs> I mean, is, so forget a promotion. We can't even show up without natural hair. <laughs> imagine if you said anybody that was bald had to just put a wig on all well, the time. Well, right. But during this time of being in the pandemic and, and working in boxes, there have been CEOs that have said to women, you need to put on makeup and do your hair. Yet the men in the boxes have been unshaven, pajamas. Mm-hmm. Different, you know, there are different standards. And how dare someone tell someone that we're all working from that no one should come in looking to shovel. You're still at work. You know, that I'm no. a big one on that. <laughs> You're still at work. Be presentable. 
but to put on full makeup mm -hmm. while Bob's over there in his pajamas, top and <laughs> back to bottom? Like, come on now. <laughs> and I think like, yes, you have to have the work mindset on. And I think this is, it's a good lead in into this, this new, I guess we call it the future work, but it's now it's, I think there's value in, you don't always have to have, like for right now, we don't always have to have the video turned on. You don't always have to have everything always on. Um, not everything has to be a face-to-face -face encounter. And I think as we, ex as we evolve as a future of work or a remote work society, which, and I'd like to get your thoughts on to where you see that going, yeah. but w like having just the voice call, I mean, sometimes a 10, 20 minute call can just be voice. You don't have to turn the video on and you have to have the mentality of, okay, I'm working professional, but look, maybe I just didn't want to comb my hair today or I, I or whatever. Like, like you said, if you don't have the video turned on, you don't have to worry about makeup. You don't have to worry about your beard, but you do have to have your professional hat on. Absolutely. Now I understand that some companies are mandating cameras on and I understand why. <laughs> you know, it's um, doing certain meetings and to assure that the, you know, people are there, which is kind of sad if you have to micromanage your, your staff to, to say that they're actually going to be on there. But okay, fine. You want your cameras on, be presentable. But does every caller meeting need to be that way? Yes. No. We all know that <laughs> things could be done in an email. Things could be picked up on a phone. And, and bang it out quickly. There are times that instead of doing an email, I'm like, can we just spend five minutes on the phone would be less than me typing this right now? And you mm -hmm. reading and responding, we can, we can have it all <laughs> settled in five minutes. And you can, I mean, and you're using the apps anyway. Like, let's say if you're using, like Slack's a big one and you're on Slack, you're texting, well, you can just click on the, 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 the phone call right there. Yeah. Just, and, let's, let's take care of this right now. It's a new way, but look, we have turned our homes for some of us, me, which is different <laughs> because this is what I do now at all my trainings, all my workshops, everything is on a computer now. Mm -hmm. So I've had to turn my office into a studio, you yeah. know, so the lights have to be there, better microphone. I'm recording. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing these. Revenue. That's yep. great. But everyone doesn't need to go out and buy a ring light. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's almost getting to the point, yes, we're going to be here. This is the way we're going to work. So yes, your apartment or house doesn't have the right lighting. You want to get things absolutely. Look, because you need to get comfortable where you're working. It is mm -hmm. now an investment to be comfortable in working. But you also have to be smart because I've heard people say, oh, I'm on a 10 o'clock call. And I'm like, are you working in California? you know, from New York. And they're like, no, I'm like, the, what did you speak to someone at 10 o'clock when you, when we were in our office? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh no, honey, I still shut my phone down. <laughs> like I'm not the chaplain at the hospital anymore. I'm not on call. You, you have to, you have to set your boundaries. Yeah. And you have, and that was lost at the beginning of the pandemic because you have people, everybody's home. You have people that are single, people that have families. Everyone's trying to figure it out. People are still trying to figure out who's working in what room. Now the kids aren't trying to go to school. Um, what are you gonna tell them to sit and be quiet because mommy and daddy have, you know, 10 back-to-back -back calls? <laughs> like, 
there needs to be a balance. And, and I, I don't know what that is as we move forward. I think, and, uh, and, and, and I think it's just, uh, it can be as, because uh, you've seen, you heard the stories in the beginning, or I guess of the pandemic of the, uh, someone was on a video call and all of a sudden someone walked out of the shower. Mm-hmm. Like that was happening in the beginning because people just didn't understand like what, how to manage this process, how to manage. Oh, come on, come on now, come on. You know, you have a video call, right? You know, your apartment's only been so big. That's it's <laughs> called communication. I'm a big one on communication during the pandemic, after the pandemic, before the pandemic, <laughs> come on. You tell your partner, right? <laughs> I'm going on for the call now. Cause it's not like it's normally a surprise call. Some of them were granted. Mm -hmm. Then you have to figure it out. You were dirty all day. You stayed dirty for another half hour. <laughs> you know, why don't you go walk the dog for it for that? Don't walk the dog an hour before. Why don't you walk it while I'm on the call? Like you have to, st you still have to you have, to have that communication. <laughs> and you have to have a schedule as much as you can, knowing that things are going to get thrown off. You have to have the flexibility of we do need to figure this out. So I know my shower times at seven thirty. <laughs> But that's the only time everyone could get on the call. I, I don't really have anywhere to go. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and I'd like to bring it back as well. So, George Floyd happened, Breonna Taylor happened, pandemic happened, DNI's front of face now, but people are not hiring. Or do you see that, like, that policies are now okay now that we're not hiring we can think about it or it's like i don't even care anymore or i mean i know there was 30 something what three thousand and something jobs listed in new york the other day for dni i i i i, I what i mean to say is during the beginning of the pandemic people got shocked and fired a lot and yes. they laid off and so then they were i guess in the beginning it was shock and awe i don't know what i'm doing uh, we just need to get rid. And now, like you just said, I completely agree. People now have used to are, are used to revenue streams. They're understanding what they're doing, and now they're hiring again. But here's the issue: they're yeah. hiring DNI people as a knee-jerk reaction. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw the post I put up yesterday. I'm like, hiring a head of DNI at this moment is like signing up for the gym in January. <laughs> I love that. Really great intentions, but until you do a full assessment of what you still need, how are you just hiring someone? Now, I know you need that person to come in, hopefully, and do the assessment with you, but they're asking for people with 10 years experience, four degrees, blah, 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 blah. Like, who is that? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Really, who is that? So we went from no hiring, like you said, Mm -hmm. hiring to like I say getting rid of DNI departments dismantling them to everyone needs to have someone that's doing DNI now without having any con context or concept of what that really means other than to keep people quiet within for the moment to say we're doing something someone said they were going to do it because their colleague their 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 competitor was doing it okay hmm. So you have a lot of that. That was a lot with the statements. Well, so-and-so put one out. I have to put one out. 
So unless again, you're doing an assessment of your company, and that's what I love that a lot of the work that I, I, I'm doing is, is full assessments with companies mm -hmm. on how do, you, how do you really know the conversations outside of having a conversation on Black Lives Matter. And you have to ha understand how to have that, con that conversation because Black Lives Matter, race, and diversity and inclusion are three different conversations. Exactly. So you need to be able to have that and you need to be aware that those conversations need to be had before you start hiring a bunch of folks. And I want everybody to work. Let me, let me be honest. I want everybody to work. But you, I want everybody to work with the tools they need to work with. Budget, staffing, knowledge, C-suite, leadership ears, leadership position. Um, that's how it's going to work. Otherwise, eh. So when we talk about this knee-jerk reaction to hire these uh, profession, DNI professionals, let's let's call them. Mm -hmm. um, but you're saying before that, hiring someone—that's that's your that's your January proposal. Great, fantastic. That's your gym membership. But what you're saying, even before that signing up and i'm not saying you're saying don't hire people right. but before you even get into the gym before you even hire the person why don't you look at what are the problems that you currently have mm -hmm. what you need to improve on what are what are your smart goals for yourself what are the smart goals for your company because i'm going to take your analogy of the gym if you just step into the gym without knowing anything, you should hire a pers personal trainer and they're saying, do this, do this, and you just do it without actually knowledge. Right. Let's say you don't hire that personal trainer, you keep doing it, you don't actually know what you're doing. And there you but go. If before the personal trainer, before the gym, you actually, like you said, you can, there's a great uh, invention that happened called Google <laughs> <laughs> or search engine, whatever you want to use. You can Google, okay. What does it, how do I get into shape? Or what does diversity inclusion mean to a company? And yeah, it might be infantile and whatever, but you have to start somewhere. Right, you have to educate yourself. You know, educate yourself enough to say, listen, I had one to I'm shocked. He was like, I'm shocked. I didn't think these things were going on. I'm now told these things are going on. And he had a list of things that here's what I know. I know right now we need to, to, to focus on immediately. And I'm sure there's gonna be others as we uncover. How do we just start to address these? That was a great CEO, as lost as they are, to be able to say, this is what I've discovered. I think, and, 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 and while they can be lost, and even, and even for myself, like, while I might not have known things, and I think it's like the 10 steps or whatever, at least you acknowledge it and you yes. take the first step to improving. And that's like you said, that's a great CEO that while he or she might've been lost is now, okay, uh, wow, I was completely off base and now I'm, okay, Leslie, help me out with this. Take me step by step. Let's make an action plan. Okay, boom, okay. The hiring needs to be part of it. Culture needs to be part of it. Um, the topic of Black Lives Matter needs to be a topic. It can't just be like, oh, let's just put the black square for the company and we're good. Oh, George Floyd, let's put the picture of George Floyd. Fantastic. Oh, 
that's terrible what happened. All right, next month, uh, all right, what are the profits? And who matches with your company? You mm -hmm. have to have phone calls with, with people. So there are a couple RFPs floating around and they're, they want to hire straight off RFP. And I'm like, someone may be able to write fabulously, mm -hmm. but if they still don't understand, they come in and they don't match with you, understand your company culture. They may not even be in the same industry, but have an understanding of what you're trying to achieve and have those tools to bring that in. That's great. But just to send out a call RFP and it's like, DNI people, show me what you got. <laughs> it's like mom ringing the dinner bell. Come in. Who's, who wants it? Oh, now you need to cook it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, yeah, there, there's, look, I, I, and I get it. This is a time where this industry has exploded. People are confused. People are lost. Don't ask for help. Ask for help. Study it. Don't study it. Don't ask me. Ask me. Um, <laughs> but you do need to educate yourself. You do need to have a understanding of your vision and your mission, not only for today, but for whatever the future may look like. I don't want you to five-year plan. Just say, here's what I would like to have happen. I would like to see my board advance. I need staffing advance. I, you know, I recruitment needs to, 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 to change and shift. We need to have a better outlook on this. We need to be purposeful in this. Mm -hmm. With that, I can take and work with. Mm -hmm. but give me the magic bean and then you don't really want to do the full work. You just want it to happen overnight. And that's not what this is. I mean, that's interesting that they look for a magic bean for the DNI solution, but when it comes to a product solution, they're, people know that there's no magic to it. It's you have to include everybody into the product discussion. There's product teams, there's marketing, teams, there's sales teams. Everybody's involved with the product because if not everybody knows what's happening with the product, then uh, then you have gaps and then it fails and then you then you then you don't make money and and, it, and the cycle just gets worse and worse. So when it comes to product, everybody's involved. But they are, they are, and then sometimes they're not. Here's where things can go awry. Okay. There is a company who I love dearly, I'll just say, that did an amazing product. But the craziest part was women were having a hard time lifting this thing. Men huh. would come and go, choo-choo. And I finally said to them, what is the issue? I work out six days a week. Mm -hmm. Like, I lift, I box. <laughs> like, I can pull it down. Like, what is this? come to find out the structure of a woman's body of her shoulders and the way, the way they had the handles, it uh -huh. scientifically was an issue. <sighs> when I bought that to now, and they had gone through and I, like I said, this is a great company, does amazing product that sell. But when I bought that to them and they went back, <laughs> they realized that was the case. I was like, there was not one woman that tested it, did they? <laughs> looked at me because with all the testing and everything they who would have thought who needs a woman for this this is a universal product until mm. it and that's where i always have nothing about us without us if mm -hmm. you're designing for a woman or culture or a community have those people in the room from day one 
that will save you. It will save you time, money, energy, and attorneys. <laughs> like I'm always trying to like, no, I'm really trying to save you. This may be an extra step and an extra agency uh, budget line now, but you're going to have a different type of budget line of attorneys after the fact that this doesn't go right. That's, I like the, the, the exclamation to the attorney's part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, when I worked, <laughs> I always work very closely with attorneys. So I've been pulled in on that side <laughs> as a corporate operations strategist when I worked with everyone. So, you know, the, the lawyers are my buddies, but do we really want to sit down with them and explain what, what had happened was, oops, no. no. <laughs> I recently became a mentor on a nonprofit that actually focuses on reducing the diversity gap in uh, social entrepreneurship, where they focus on working with the, in the black and brown community. It, it's good to get the education out there. It's good that to learn about more. And I, I know that you have a podcast out there as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the podcast started, believe it or not, it started from my webinars that I started probably two weeks in of the pandemic. When just friends and people were just calling me going, what do we do now? How do we maneuver? What are you doing? What's going on? And I was like, oh, I can't be on the phone all day with everyone. <laughs> um, but I don't just get it, a group together. And I thought I would do a series of three. And let's talk mm -hmm. about how not, let's just talk about how you're managing your personal. How are you managing your home, your life? How are you shifting and maneuvering right now? Not mm -hmm. about what you're doing. Like everyone was like, take the time to write a book, take the time to do this. Like, just where are you? And <laughs> then it was always under the DNI umbrella because then it started speaking about we are we are all equal. We're all in this together, but we're not equal in this together. Mm -mm. And so started having those conversations, what it looked like under the DNI umbrella. And so from the webinars turned the podcast, turned into a podcast, which is Visibility Unlimited, mm -hmm. which is the uh, Kavu is a aviation term, which means visibility unlimited. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I speak about from blackish to mixish to fatigue. And next week is ally fatigue. Um, you know, I talk about <laughs> what's happening in the news in regards to brands. Um, I've been um, doing some stuff on the local news as a brand and DI contributor when Ancha, the whole thing with Ancha Mama and Essence and Uncle oh. Ben and like all you know what's happening with all these brands now changing like having this new awakening that people have been saying for years but okay you're awake now let's deal with it <laughs> we finally got the, the, the Redskins finally got removed well they haven't been removed yet you have to remember it's still a conversation uh -huh. and it's conversation I just posted um, about them a few minutes ago. This, the owner was, was adamant that he was never changing the name. Yep. He did not change the name because of a moral reason. And I do not know this man and I do not like to judge people. I'm going by everything that I've seen. I just like to always disclaimer that. Mm -hmm. but, but everything that I've seen and by his words on video for years saying I will never change the name. He did not decide to change the name until he saw his money Yep. And when FedEx and you know everyone started started saying we're going to cut ties money wise, is that's when his moral compass shifted. 
because it was never for the right reason. It is not being done for the right reason. And now, as you saw, everything, the Pandora's box is open. And so yep. what I posted a few minutes ago was like the fact that anyone is surprised that there's a company culture issue. When you have the head, you have the leadership saying they're never going to change a name that's been disrespectful for forever. Until money was moved, that his insides were no better than his outsides. Mm -mm. You have to clean up both. You have to clean up both, you know, yeah. and, um, yeah, I have a book that's coming out next, next year, and it's a conversation to CEOs and leaders. Like, and I do it like I'm sitting in a cafe, like you and I are talking now. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. You knew exactly what you were doing. You know, hashtag I'm sorry is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about, like, you, I think you first, and we first started out talking, uh, people are being reactive. That affecting your money is being reactive, like you just said. There's no, there's no surprise that all these bad things were happening in the company. There's no surprise that there was sexual harassment allegations. Of course, there's as bad as it is. Of course, that would happen if the the, the owner is like, I'm never changing the name. You think he's that's the one bad out of person? <laughs> right. No, I just I just like the name, and that's the only bad part about me. That's that's all that's happening here. Right. No, no. And so you have all these companies um, kind of working on something to have a conversation about brands and their responsibility and this knee-jerk reaction. You know, and, and so when I posted about Antimama, there was someone that immediately said, hey, I worked on that rebranding. And, and he was just like, that was my, that was my assignment. The issue was... We could rebrand externally all we want. There was so much going on internally. Oopsie, again. So you, you can't keep making things shiny on the outside because we are in a day of reckoning that you will be called out for your insides because it is your responsibility if you bring people in to not babysit anyone, but ensure that people have the equity and the access to, to continue to grow. I did not say equality. Equality is, is relative. There's always going to be someone higher than you, richer than you, poorer than you, shorter than you, fatter than you. But the fact that I want to have access to what, how I can grow within to the benefit of myself and the company, why is anyone fighting for that? Mm -hmm. What did you hire people for then? And so the, the challenge now is to allow people to grow for the benefit and not all companies. There are some amazing companies I see out there doing great work. There's companies I'm out there just loving right now. And, you know, I, 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 I praise them on stepping out and just saying, this is the society for which we live. This is the world for which we live. This is not a U.S. problem. This is a global issue of diversity and of inclusion. How do we make sure that people um, feel like they are welcome into the place that they have to show up to every day, that they are valued, that they are respected and they are paid accordingly. Mm -hmm. And it's, I like how you put it that it's not, it's not a, a equality. It's equitable. Yes. Right. Yes. It's, and that, that, I think that gets, maybe it, maybe, or maybe not, it doesn't get talked about enough, but it's, equity into the company. How am I, like, if I'm, 
if my talents are just the same, how am I going to improve? And when you say inclusion, I think I don't, uh, and please inform me and, and the listeners that inclusion should, should, and if it doesn't includes equity. It absolutely should. And you know, they like the, it's, it's separated, but how else do it's a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because again, don't invite me into a meeting and tell me to sit at the table and then not allow me to speak. <laughs> what, what is that? Don't, <laughs> you know, that, that, that does zero for me. When women tell me I'm in the room, I'm like, big deal. If you're mm-hmm. not have a voice within that room, whether you're standing or at the table, then you're just in the room. So I, you know, I always look at what's your added value to me and what's my added value to you. And it, not that they may always add up, and it has to be outside of a check. Like, what can I bring and what are you bringing me? Opportunity, access to see things and to do things or to travel, whatever that is for that person to grow um, mm-hmm. while they're doing what they are skilled to do. Because you have to be on point as well. <laughs> you just can't expect something to be handed to you. But you shouldn't have to have to claw for it. You know, I, I, have, I have stories of women saying they were told that, that they needed to go back to school. So they went back to school and mm-hmm. when they went back to school and came back with the degree said, Oh, there was always another barrier. There was always another hurdle that they had to cross. Black mm-hmm. women always have to jump over another hurdle. Yet somebody else was sitting there with the same or lesser degree in a higher position. So that's not what it is then. Mm-mm. So call it what it is. It's like using the word black. You know, you live in New York and half of your wardrobe is black, but <laughs> you'll quit black and lives and matter in a sentence for some companies or for some people, they cannot wrap their lips around it, nor can they type their fingers around it. So if you can't say that, how are you going to implement that? If if it's easier for you to go B-I-P-O-C, which I will not accept because it makes you feel more comfortable, well, get ready to be uncomfortable. Because you're going to have to be uncomfortable before you get comfortable. And when you get too comfortable, then there's something else that you need to be working on. <laughs> That's 100%. You should. I guess <laughs> comfortability and complacency is, uh, it's just not a place that anybody should be in because then not, not, change isn't happening. Right. And change can be hard, but change can be beneficial. And, you know, I'm not the stat girl. I'll pull them out when I have to pull them out in a meeting. <laughs> but... Because this is about human beings right now. And I don't think sitting somewhere and doing PowerPoints and and statistics for everything is not right for every moment. But Mm -hmm. statistics will say that when you have a diversity of thought, a diversity of staffing, it will increase your bottom dollar because you actually open yourself up to new consumers, new thoughts, new all of that. So I know I use the word diversity of thought. I saw someone said, oh, I'm so sick of hearing that. But it needs to be a diversity of thought that's accounted into your execution. Maybe that's the way I say it now. I don't know. But it needs to be there. <laughs> it needs to be there. What else are you doing next? You have a book coming out. You have your podcast going out, webinars. Like, what aren't you? What, what, are you, what do you want to do that you haven't done? Or what are you doing next? 
I mean, at this moment, I'm really enjoying working with companies, um, doing the assessments, doing strategic planning, doing the helping them understand where the outreach is for those that are really, you know, wanting to do that work. I, I take joy in that. Um, I'm looking forward to the book um, mm -hmm. coming out in, in January, and then I'll be on that. And I hope that brings other things. I loved being a contributor on the news for, you know, branding and diversity and inclusion. So I look forward to hopefully doing more of that type of thing. And I'm hosting and moderating and educating. That's where my goal is. How do we get, how do we get people to understand why they are important and how each of us brings something into the mix and why that mix is important. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my goal. I love that. I love that. <laughs> So besides pre-ordering your book, <laughs> what can, what can, uh, what, if you could give one book suggestion, what would you say? Nothing about us without us. All right, there you go. Nothing about us without us. You know, and our, uh, I'll give the title, Expand Beyond Your Current Culture. I love that. So. That's interesting. <laughs> Leslie, it's. There's a lot of information. I, I know this, again, we're just going to one step in the right direction. Uh, or it shouldn't ever have gotten here, but we're here now. So future is now. Yes. Uh, I, I, I want to continue the conversation. Love to join anything that you have going on in the future, as well as share it with anybody, share it with everybody here. Please stay Absolutely. in touch. I and definitely will. I definitely will. Thank you so much. Um, I enjoyed the conversation and I'm, you know, we need to have these conversations. So thank you. I feel better. I mean, I don't feel better. Sorry. Don't mean to say that. I feel smarter <laughs> after talking to you. I definitely don't feel better. I feel that things are all messed up and you are providing a solution. And I definitely feel smarter from talking and listening to you today. Oh, thank you. I hope I am providing a solution. Um, that really is my goal, to do no harm and to, find, to leave every client in a better shape than where I found them. Thank you for listening to the Higher Llama podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at higherlama.com. Thank you.